जो सर्वसर है कला मेरा वो मेरे आका की जिंदगी है ये सब तुम्हारा करम है बिस्मिल्लाम रेडियो रमदान एटी सेवन पॉइंट सेवन एफ एम से प्रोग्राम रिफ्लेक्शंस मैं हूं आपका होस्ट जुबैर अक्रम और मेरे मेहमान हैं रोज़ाना की तरह शेख रजवान मोहम्मद रिफ्लेक्शंस आज चौदह रमज़ान मुबारक है और आज इफ्तार का वक्त है आठ बज के बत्तीस मिनट ग्लास्को में सूरतरूम तीसवीं सूरत पुरान हकीम की उसकी इब्तदाई तीस आयात तकरीबन उनतीस आयात हम अब की अब तक की तेरह नशस्तों में उसका अहाता कर चुके आज अगली तीस से लेकर के तैतीस तक इन तीन या चार वक्त की मुनासबत से इन तीन से चार आयात का तर्जमा और तशरी हम आपके सामने रखेंगे सुनते हैं तिलावत इन आयात की और उसके बाद शेख से उस पर कॉमेंट लेंगे In the name of Allah, the entirely merciful, the especially merciful. فَأَقِمْ وَجْهَكَ لِلدِّينِ حَنِيفًا فِطْرَةَ اللَّهِ الَّتِي فَطَرَ النَّاسَ عَلَيْهَا لَا تَبْدِيلَ لِخَلْقِ اللَّهِ So direct your face toward the religion, inclining to truth. Adhere to the fitrah of Allah upon which He has created all people. No change should there be in the creation of Allah. That is the correct religion. but most of the people do not know munibina ilayhi wattaquhu wa aqimus salata wa la takunu minal mushrikeen adhere to it turning in repentance to him and fear him and establish prayer and do not be of those who associate others with allah مِنَ الَّذِينَ فَرَّقُوا دِينَهُمْ وَكَانُوا شِيَعًا كُلُّ حِزْبٍ بِمَا لَدَيْهِمْ فَرِحُونَ Or of those who have divided their religion and become sects every faction rejoicing in what it has وَإِذَا مَسَّنَّاسَ ضُرٌ دَعُوا رَبَّهُمْ And when adversity touches the people, they call upon their Lord, turning in repentance to Him. 
Then when he lets them taste mercy from him, at once a party of them associate others with their Lord. لِيَكْفُرُوا بِمَا آتَيْنَاهُمْ فَتَمَتَّعُوا فَسَوْفَ تَعْلَمُونَ So that they will deny what we have granted them. Then enjoy yourselves, for you are going to know. أَمْ أَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ سُلْطَانًا فَهُوَ يَتَكَلَّمُ بِمَا كَانُوا بِهِ يُشْرِكُونَ Or have we sent down to them an authority, and it speaks of what they were associating with him? صدق الله العظيم سورة الروم شروع الله کے نام سے جو نہایت مہربان بہت رحم کرنے والا ہے تیسویں آیت اور اس کے بعد کی دو تین آیات اور پس اے نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اور نبی کے پیرو یکسو ہو کر اپنا رخ اس دین کی سمت میں جمع دو قائم ہو جاؤ اس فطرت پر جس پر اللہ تعالیٰ نے انسانوں کو پیدا کیا ہے قائم ہو جاؤ اس کی فطرت پر جس پہ اللہ تعالیٰ نے انسانوں کو پیدا کیا ہوا اللہ کی بنائی ہوئی ساخت بدلی نہیں جا سکتی لا تبدیلا خلق اللہ اللہ کی بنائی ہوئی ساخت بدلی نہیں جا سکتی یہی بالکل راست اور درست دین ہے مگر اکثر لوگ مگر اکثر لوگ جانتے نہیں ہیں قائم ہو جاؤ اس بات پر کہ اللہ کی طرف رجوع کرتے ہوئے اور ڈرو اس سے اور نماز قائم کرو قائم ہو جاؤ اس بات پر اللہ کی طرف رجوع کرتے ہوئے اور ڈرو اس سے اور نماز قائم کرو اور نہ ہو جاؤ ان مشرقین میں سے جنہوں نے اپنا دین الگ بنا لیا ہے اور گروہوں میں بٹ گئے ہیں ہر ایک گروہ کے پاس جو کچھ ہے اسی میں مگن ہے یہ ہے دو آیات ریمبر Uh, that, you know, the Mukhtar and is, is man Mukhtar of his destiny mm-hmm. or it is fixed, uh, how much of it is fixed and how much of it is optional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to you, well, after I've spoken to you, we were kind of like reminiscing and uh, discussing uh, the discussion that we had. about choices people don't make this interesting uh, example that you gave of your son that you know a three feet was okay but when it came to six feet uh, mm-hmm. he he had a choice of making that plunge but he didn't because it would have been detrimental mm-hmm. um, so from three feet to six feet so people have choices people have choices in life and they don't make a choice uh, knowing how much of it is a choice how much of it is not a choice Uh, is the question uh, that most people have. And moving on from there are today's ayahs. So the choice, and then it seems these three ayahs as well, 
is quite restricting and directing human beings back to a very narrow life of just uh, trying to know the creator mm-hmm. and just be busy in ibadah these three eyes as well from there and it seems from a liberal perspective quite a narrow vision of life mm-hmm. you can't enjoy you can't flourish you can't um uh just think out of the box you just kind of are becoming a narrow religious allah 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 person ye yahan pe jo ayat hai na mujhe to yahan se hi samajh aati hai subhanallah subhanallah ye bhi allah ki nishani hai ye bhi allah ki nishani hai ke ramzan mein ye samajh aa rahe faqim wajhaka lidini hanifa so i mean yes you i think let's just see what happening here so obviously you have this constant thread of thought that you know the quran is essentially restricting um choice it's um pigeonholing people into um a destiny and um so you're saying it starts flourishing and and so on so th- these set of verses i would say and for me indicate something quite different because you know what we verse 30 are we i think verse 30 Yeah, so the previous verse was you know um talking about the fact that people that wrong themselves do it at, on on the back of no real knowledge so there's a kind of volition choice um people make their own bed and they line their own bed because of that then Allah says that whoever God guides there's nobody that can misguide them uh, or the person that God has sorry person man adallallah the person that has been misguided by Allah nobody can guide them so they even their choice is within this um promise that god gives that if you choose the path of goodness you'll be given goodness if you choose the path of evil you'll be given evil and in fact if you choose the path of evil you'll be helped in your evil because it's your choice and just to give you a, a hand in your own destiny you know allah subhanahu will confirm you in that and so there's almost like there's for for ladina ahsan al husna wa ziyada in the quran allah says that mm-hmm. those that do good they they will have good in return which is you know equal was ziyada is like extra from god so this is like the divine generosity that helps to you know fulfill your aims and mm-hmm. and so these next verses um are quite emblematic they're quite poignant because you know the verses we talked about when we talked about the signs of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala these are um, related to things that point you towards the the, the beauty of god the skillful creative um, capacity of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the constant uh, amazement that people find in the fine tuning of the way that society is planned to be sustained so that mm-hmm. you know it, human beings have to live within very specific parameters and to flourish as communities they have to you know you know exist in, in specific parameters as well and so now it's going on to those in fact imam ghazali radiyallahu anhu those verses imam ghazali considers to be you know he has a book on, i mentioned i think the first session that he has a book on which is called jawahir al quran which is the jewels of the quran so hmm. the jewels are that are things that he considers to be um indicators of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power and, and majesty and beauty so everything that points towards 
Allah and his unity and his perfection are always called by him jewels. They're like the, the purpose of the Qur'an. And then you have something else which is perils. Perils are um, things that relate to how we should then interact with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the perils of the Qur'an are, are, are ordinances and um, you know prescriptions for us and orders for us to on how to live our lives and to give us indications on how to then you know sink ourselves and equal ourselves into the fact that God is the creator. So what do we do? So jewels so, are why and pearls are how? How? Yeah, you could. Yeah, why and how? Yes, yeah, good. Good. We're looking at it. You know, jewels are. You know, they have their own quality. They have, you know, mm. their own purpose. And the pearls are things that we can then take. Mm. Um, and it's like you know the, uh, you know, like pearls you have to dive into. You know, in the eastern, yeah. um, it's the eastern seaboard of Arabia. You have. An old profession that you people used to dive in um, deep down into the ocean, and then you know collect the perils. So the perils are something you have to actually strive to 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 capture. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a it's a dying art because the lung capacity of people is not as strong. Children were were trained at a very young age to be able to dive down into into kind of very deep water pressure to be able to 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 hold their breath and bring up perils. And so the perils are things that you have to actually strive for. And so this next verse um, is one of those perils in Surah Al-Rum. You know, فَأَقِمْ وَجْهَكَ You know, and establish and, and rectify and, and straighten your, your, your face, meaning your intention and your intent and your purpose. أَقِمْ وَجْهَكَ is like that kind of figure of speech in Arabic. Which Calibration? You, you, yeah, to, uh, to calibrate yourself, to focus yourself to place your intent in something. And so it's not just doing something. It's meaning let's bring your whole body to this project. You know, imagine mm. you're doing a project in business or in, in you're doing uh, you're, you're in, in a sports club or whatever, and you need to do this job. You can't just do it by just trivially kind of, you know, on, on the back of a piece of paper writing it what you want to do. You have to put your whole energy into this. And so this is why we, we say you put your, your wajh into it, your face, meaning all of you, this is what mm. represents you. You come to the table, you know, completely prepared. So when Allah says, فَأَقِيمْ wajhaka, It is indicating lots of things, I think, for me. One is this kind of intense, of, in this, in this meaning of pure intent and pure purpose. But the other thing is, this has to be your identity. Mm. Um, you, you know, you can't just do it hiding your identity. Wajhaka means the wajah is the thing that you tell one person from another. You know, there's, two, mm -hmm. there's numerous ways that you can tell people from another other person, actually. Um, yeah, my mother, she came to, to visit me and, and she has uh, a new phone, so she doesn't have to use it. But it has, um, obviously, this fingerprint thing or finger recognition. It also has face recognition. Mm -hmm. And she asked me um, if I'm asleep, can somebody... Um, get my you know open my phone by just putting on my face, you know, putting it onto, onto <laughs> my face. So I, I find that really funny because the way that you know security analysts and specialists in terms of you know technology are using to um, allow access to something is your fingertips, which is indicated by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala as being the most specific um, you know form of the human being. Mm. So the Quran says, banana." We can reconstruct their fingertips, mm. meaning it must be a difficult thing. And God says we can reconstruct them. Mm. And nature can't reconstruct your. You know, if you if you lose your your print of your fingertips, nature can't recreate that. 
And the other thing is the wedge. The wedge is um, the face, and that's the that's the two ways that you know phones essentially biometrically unlocked. are able to un- be unlocked. Mm. And you know the wedge is the way that you you know put a face to the idea. For example, you know. So yeah. this is this means you need to bring all of your all of your person here. And who's doing that? Not God is not telling. God is not saying I'm bringing you here against your mm. will. Allah is asking you. And ordering you, you know, the ask, the order is an ask because you have the choice, as, as you say. It's like you're, you're mukhayyir. You you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, you can come to the, you can come to the party. You don't have, you have to come to the party. So Allah says, فَأَقِمْ wajhaka You know, establish your face. You know, come to the table. Come with you completely bare as a human being, as who you are. Why? Because there's something you need to do here. Ladini. For the religion itself, in other words, be part of this um, structuring of society, individual, spirit, soul, body, everything, Hanifa. And this is like the kind of pure bit here, which is, you know, you want to do it in a way that is not tainted or uh, affected by other concerns other than this, this concern of primordial purity and a path which is not sullied or you know, dirtied by any other intent except to be, you know, completely observant to um, a primordial ancient way, which is the, the way of recognizing your, your creator, Hanifa. Mm. So the Hunifa, at the time of the Prophet, there was people who were Hunifa, just before the Prophet was given the Risala, the, the, the message of prophecy. Mm. And they were people that shunned and stayed away from idol worship. You know, attempted to live an ethical life. In other words, you know, the kind of things of of um, you know disenfranchising traders and stealing and 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 corrupting and corruption, all these things. They stayed away from that. They they tried to be live a pure life. And they were called the Hunafa. And the you know the ultimate uh, you know people who are considered to be the Hunafa were the people from the prophetic lineage and specifically the Prophet his great great ancestor, the Prophet Ibrahim Ali and so if you think about it, the Prophet Ibrahim was a person who, you know, his prayer and his, his fasting, his his life and his death were for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm. And so it's, it's, yes, when you're saying, you know, it's, it's a very restricted concern, you in a, in a sense it is, because, you know, everything is, every you, you know, you have the menu set out for you already. Hmm. Heavily regulated. Heavy, no heavily regulated. Look, what's regulated is what's of benefit to you. So... It's, it's almost as if you go into a restaurant and there's a menu and the menu has ultimate car, carbs, vitamins, n- nutrition. And it says, look, this is the basic thing you need to have to live, you know, a very healthy, um, you know, physical life if you're going to eat something. But the Quran essentially is saying spiritual as well. You're adding spirit to that. So these things that are regulated are very, very small if you think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about it, if you're saying it's restricted, no. I mean, how long does it take to do four rak'at of prayer? You know, with all the arkan, with the with the essential aspects, with the wajibat, with the sunnah, it'll take you five minutes to do four rak'at. You know, in a way that's acceptable and 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 correct and all the rest of it. So you're doing that during the day, you know. And then what else you have to do? You have to pay pay zakat. You can do that. You know, take you a couple of hours to calculate it in in the year. You know, hajj once in the year of difficulty, but you know that's. A hurdle that you you calculate whether you can afford it or not, mm. and then you've got the fasting, which is a month, which is essentially I was speak, explaining this to my daughter daughters yesterday that you know fasting, 
um, the least of its benefits is the physiological benefit of, you know, once you get beyond, I think it's like 12 or 12 to 13 hours, the, the, the metabolism of the human body starts to consume the toxins within the body itself. And it breaks down the toxins and discharges toxins. This is, um, you know, this is just common medical knowledge. This is why they talk about this fasting regime. Mm. Yeah, this fasting regime where you kind of say they stop, you know, like three or four hours before sleep. And then you continue fasting until, say, midday the next day, because that gives you the whole cycle while you're sleeping. And all you miss is four hours of not eating, I mean, miss, missing breakfast, basically. But in that four hours, your body is going through this process of, um, you know, discharging toxins that build up in the body while you just graze as people do nowadays. So mm -hmm. if you're saying it's it's kind of a, a, a regime, it's not a regime. I, I would say, you know, the rest of that time that you have in the year, the day and night is mm -hmm. you know, this is this kind of you know, striving to find from, from God's blessings. And so what is that? You could do art, you could do business, you could do reading, you could, you could do whatever you want. You can decide if you want to just live on the borderline of existence and just, you know, have enough to eat, have a place to stay and just, you know, just be a good person. You, you can you can decide to be somebody who excels in a specific art form or a specific um, academic sphere or just you provide for your family and live a good life. You know, you have a you have a complete um, blank blank check, hmm. blank slate to do whatever you want. And so and from one perspective, all Allah is saying here, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is aqim wajhaka. You know, we're not asking for your time. We're asking for you to be completely there. And, and the, what, what form does it take to be Hanif? What form does it take for to conform to this commandment almost for aqim wajhaka lid-deeni hanifa. It actually comes up in the next verse, right at the beginning, munibina ilayhi, which is in the state of complete um, submiss submissive worship to God. Okay. Munibin meaning open to God's um, commands and open to con conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, so we'll do that. Um so when it says when it says that when it says you know establish your face for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the for the religion which is a state of purity and a state of primordial um existence, Hanifa, mm. then the way that that's done is through through service, through action. Um through service and through action. Yes, yeah, so it's through service and action, and essentially the service to God is through complete devotion and you know, your centering is is through Allah, not nothing else. So it's like more of an intentional thing than you know a time thing. If, if that makes sense. Let, let me let me take an ad break right now because I think mm. uh, we'll spend a good 15-20 minutes doing the the next bit. Uh, reflections uh, with Sheikh Rizwan Muhammad, uh, Radio Ramadan 87.7. Uh, today is 14th of Ramadan uh, in Glasgow. Uh, in Glasgow, uh, Maghrib is at 8:32. Uh, we'll go for a short ad break and inshallah we'll continue with this very intriguing, I would say, um, conversation. And I have a few questions which inshallah we'll engage into after this break. <laughs> Ja, 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 ja,
جس شان تو شان سب بڑیا جس دینی حنیفہ O Prophet and his followers, turn your face single-mindedly, uh, is how it's translated. Or, uh, so set thou thy face steadily and truly to the faith. Mm. Um, so set thou thy face steadily and... So the first translation you, you, re- you read, the first translation was what? Turn your face single-mindedly. Single. This is this is because wajhaka. I was saying this idea of intent and purpose is important in that metaphor in Tur- in Arabic. Um, you know, to- totally and purposefully and um, completely. So that's extremely important, I think. Yeah. Yeah, single-minded to the faith and adhere to the truth. So, um, and adhere to the truth on which Allah has created human beings. So human beings are created on. A stated truth. So, Sheikh, what's the truth? Is it, does it say truth or what's, is that translation? Translation. Fitrat uh, Allah. So, truth is fitrat, I suppose, yeah? Okay, the truth. I know I've never thought of it as truth. So, what translation? Do you know what the translation that is? And adhere to the true nature of which Allah has created human beings. Sorry. Yes. So, yeah. And adhere to the true nature on which Allah has created human beings. Yeah, true nature. So true nature is, this is the thing that I think Islam brings, is this understanding of true nature. Which is, I think, mm. you would, I would say, and this is going to be very politically incorrect now, because fitrah, the moment you say fitrah, you're, you're agreeing that there is some kind of basic um, state of healthiness of the human being. Uh, whether that's spiritual, whether that's physical, whether that's to do with their, you know, how they live in a society, whether it's to do with how they interact with the environment, whether that's to do with how they are within their own body. Fitra is the natural disposition, the natural state. So in a spiritual sense, the natural disposition is the, 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 the urge of the human being to adore and worship the creator. So that's, mm. a, that's the basic spiritual fitra. The basic spiritual fitra in terms of biology is to... Is to um, be synced in and be ca- calibrated within your, your biological, you know, sex, your gender. So, you know, the, whatever way you look at it, the fitra is the natural way that you are um, created. Um, and so there's a normative way, which is, you know, and, and, you know, and there's deviations to that. So anything outside fitra is going to be a deviation. So all, all Allah is saying here is this is the... the, the, the the primordial state, the, the, the calibrated state, which is connected to Allah, a godlike state which is connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, upon which God Himself, you know, has 
um, fashioned human beings to mm. be created upon. So this is like a gift. If God has done this, then mm. there's some kind of, and He's a creator. Then there must be, you know, you don't say it like, you know, you know, you have a car which is built and designed by somebody, and then you, all of a sudden you start changing the suspension, you start changing mm. the, you know, you start dilly dallying, and then all of a sudden, you know what happens? You know, the, the way that it's created is done in a way that everything fits in, 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 and works in, in tandem with, with the other parts. And the moment you dilly-dally and you think, well, wouldn't it be good if this happened? Wouldn't it be good if this happened? Wouldn't it be good? And before you know it, the function of the thing is destroyed mm. and you're left with a, essentially a monster. And this is like the, you know, this is like the metaphor of, of Frankenstein, where you're, you're creating an amalgam of things, not knowing the ultimate end of what you're doing. And the destruction is clear. And so we're in a state, you know, when this when these verses were revealed, it was much more mundane. It was much more placid. It was much more um, timid in terms of what, you know, would be a corruption of fitrah. The corruption of fitrah would just be that you would end up, you know, worshipping idols because spiritually that's against the fitrah. Hmm. But otherwise, there wasn't much you could deviate on. The deviations weren't ideological and they weren't, in a sense, shooting arrows to the skies, aiming to kill God. You know, so Western society is now in this, in the context where these verses, by establishing a fitra, by establishing a normal disposition, by establishing a normal, um, a normative state of being in spirit and in body, is countering, is is running counter to every, you know, the direction of essentially what are called quote unquote progressive states in mm. the West. Because yeah. for them, there's no fitra. The fitra is what you decide is the fitra. The fitra, natural disposition, is um, in not to be examined or not to be established, not to be spoken about. Because the fitra for them would be, you know, we are the, the, the kings of our own destiny, they would say, or the queens. But, uh, this is quite recent, isn't it? It this has is, not existed. This is, this is um, I mean, in terms of ideology, I would say from the 70s, um, you know, in the, in the current perspective on... Uh, making science and observational studies, you know, secondary and relegated to feeling and opinion and ideology. That's very recent. That is extremely recent. That's probably the mid-70s when you have um, specific philosophical circles like the Vienna Circle influencing and the Frankfurt School in terms of social sciences affecting how we think about reality. So you have postmodernism, which says there's no reality. Everything's deconstructed. Everything you think has meaning has no meaning because we can always undermine it. So even you have Muslims nowadays. We can give meaning. Yeah, you have Muslims nowadays that say we should apply this to the Quran because, you know, if the Quran is saying fitrat Allah, the disposition of God, but we are the ones that are going to decide what the fitrah is. So they will deconstruct and say there's no meaning to this unless because we're the people that read it and, and benefit from it, so we should make the meaning. Well, why did, why is it God's speech and not yours? You know, mm. please examine mm. your brain before you speak. So this is real conversations, and this comes to all the way to, you know, you're probably watching the, the fact that the Arab world is going to is going to host a sports event this year. Yeah. You're probably aware of that. Mm. Um, and you're probably aware of the fact that um, all these very intelligent football managers and very, very well-read um, commentators are starting to, to comment about um, you know specific issues, the LGBT issue, 
as if they are some kind of, I mean, they have struggled. <laughs> these footballers have struggled speaking English. Yeah. Never mind reading a book. And all of a sudden they have these, this, the, the audacity to start speaking about big ideological issues as if they're talking to primitive people in the desert. Mm. Uh, and you know what happened? I think it was yesterday or today. Um, the the security minister of Qatar, he 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 put out a proclamation saying the people that want to lecture, um, you know, Qatar about um, how they should interact with LG, the LGBT lobby, not people, the lobby, this kind of massive juggernaut of crypto fascists that insist on, on their way their way being the 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 way of truth. And essentially doing a disservice to gay and lesbian people in the in the process, you know, by saying they represent everybody, he said, "Keep that to yourself. We're not going to change our religion and our and our society's views of this, um, just for you know whatever twenty four days of hosting a, a sporting event in Qatar." He says, yeah. "We're not going to change our the way that our society operates just because your society operates differently." You know, think of this. Think of the arrogance of the privilege you feel that you can comment on these things, insisting that your society is much more progressive, much more, yeah. much more guided, much more um, developed. With I mean, that's, that's going to be up for debate. I mean, you can yeah. see how long your society will will, will um, continue, how long your, your populations will sustain themselves on, in the trajectory that you're doing. This is the thing: the arrogance is quite palpitating. You know, a fo like the English football manager. Whoever it is Southgate or Kiranapatani, you know the point. He <laughs> has this courage on a press conference to say, "I'm really concerned about the LGBT um, lobby groups not getting access to the the World Cup." You know, since when has he had the you know intelligence to be able to put two ideas together on this topic? Yeah. And so this gets to the point where the fitra is being attacked by people that couldn't even define who they are themselves. You know mm -hmm. who. Five, ten years ago, we're seeing the complete opposite. And so do we jettison our, our, our tradition, our civilization, not just Muslim civilization, but human civilization of the last you know, seven, eight thousand years of progress in terms of great thinkers and great philosophers and great scientists, all of a sudden, just because of this knee-jerk emotional reaction to one specific topic, what, why should we have to do that? What, on, on what basis? Are, are you going to force people to do that? Are you going to imprison people on the basis of that? Are you going to tell them not to speak on the basis of that? That's essentially what becomes a totalitarian state. So this society, I know this firsthand, is becoming an extremely intolerant society on anything that does not assign to what they consider to be the new gospel. Mm. And is that not what they were accusing the church of in the, in the 17th, 18th century, which led them to you know turn their back on religion? Yes, it is. So this is going to be an interesting time because Muslims are the only community, inshallah, I mean, you have people wobbling now, but, you know, this is the only religious community that is actually just saying, look, Enough. thanks, but no thanks. You know, yeah. thanks, but no thanks. We're doing a bit, bit, bit of decorum, bit of etiquette with our own um, understanding of gender and, you know, gender, quote unquote, that word gender. Or, you know, we have our own understanding, as you know, in, in the Muslim world, Throughout history of you know yeah. non-normative you know practices of that nature, yeah. Yeah. it's always been there and it's always been um, you know integrated in some way. Whatever you think about it, yeah. it's essentially a problem of the West. This sexuality problem is a problem of the West. They need to you know if they want to chop their anatomy off metaphorically as a society, 
emaciate themselves as a society, ahlan wa sahlan, as you say. You know, ahlan wa sahlan, you're, you're free to do in your society what you want. You're free to do what to your society what you want. You're not free hmm. to do to another civilization, another society, what they never signed up to. Hmm. Hmm. And I think that, you know, it's going to become a, a, quite a big issue. But the point here is, Allah is saying, you know, turn your complete attention to this pure religion, which is the primordial form upon which God has created human beings. Now, if that's the way you've been created, don't don't meddle in it. And one of the ways of meddling it is in saying, oh, I feel that, you know, just because you feel something and you feel the urge to do, do something. Or, and the funniest thing I heard was somebody speaking to me and he said, well, an animals have, go against their fitrah. Hmm. <laughs> and I said, okay, so there's two things there. One is, since when have animals been the 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 the, the, the benchmark of, the benchmark of what we do as, as human beings? So yeah. essentially, you want us to devolve into animals again. And the person yeah. kind of, you know, this is a Muslim, well, Muslim name. Yeah. Um, and I, I, from for the life of me, I, I didn't understand what he was saying or it was saying. And then the other thing the person said as well. Um, what was the other? Thing? There was there was definitely that thing about the animal kingdom. The other thing was, well, we feel like it. And I said, yeah. like, the, the feeling does not allow you to do things that you know, when you look at it, when you look back at it, you will regret it. There's yeah. so many the things people feel like doing. What's the whole point of um, resisting a temptation? Yeah. A, a self-regulation. Imagine, yeah. So even like, you know, you, 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 you see something and you love, you want to buy it and it's well beyond your pay, pay packet. Now, the feeling is you want to buy it. You can go to the bank, you can get a loan and the feeling will be, abruptly interrupted when you know the bailiffs come to your house asking for the payment mm. now it, it, why is this any different these things were considered to be real problems meaning real um you know psychological issues that were, were dealt with you know as that exactly you know these urges whatever it is especially like things like dysphoria was considered to be and it should still be considered to be some sort of um you know, kind of clinical case that needs to be dealt with with a psychiatrist because of the, the very high rates of suicide over 20, 20 times larger than a normal individual population um, census. You know, a person who's affected by gender dysphoria has an underlying issue over and above the fact that they feel they're in the wrong body. So why is that now not being discussed? You know, it's not, you, you can't even say it nowadays. Mm. So... The point is they're, they're starting, because the feeling is so strong, they say, okay, let's go with the feeling, let's go with the feeling. Yeah, at a certain point, you're going to hit a dead end. And the dead end is going to be in a very abrupt, abrupt dead end. And you're not allowed to say to anybody, you know, stop. Yeah. This is what's really strange. Turn your face a single, oh, wow, mind-blowing, mind-blowing. I think um, a true unscripted... <laughs> Islamic hate conversation. <clears throat> I think I'm going to chop it and make it into a, uh, a big sound like this, bigger than a sound like. Uh, the mold, uh, and, and here to the true nature mm -hmm. on which Allah has created human beings. So now, now that's the, the next bit you've already kind of touched upon, as if this is a rule that we can get. لا تبديل لخلق الله. So this is saying, it's not saying don't change the creation of God. It is saying you cannot change. It's not possible to change. You cannot, you you cannot yeah, make yeah. a man a woman or a woman a man. Yeah, you know, if you want to make it really the, gross. The, the seed I was reading understand. this morning, uh, Mawlana Abdullah Madudi's uh, tafsir. Mm -hmm. uh, he 
just a very kind of like passing footnote. I think the time he wrote it, 1940s, mm. he never even imagined that this would be a situation ever. Um, so he, he, well, you know, he, it first can thing. be translated. He goes, it can be translated that uh, you should not change it. But you can't change it, but you should not change it. Yeah, so there's a statement which is there's no change in the creation of God. Meaning, look, if it's like if you have a car, you're trying to alter it. This car cannot be altered. Mm. Like if you do it, it's just going to fall apart. It's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So it's not going to be called a car. It's going to be called like a whatever something it is, else. something else. Like and so sure. when God is saying there's no change, it's also saying don't try and change. Yeah, yeah. And so you know the you know the first kind of discussion in, in I think it was the 60s uh, Imam Khomeini mm. he gave a fatwa per, 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 you know per making permissible the, the the gender realign assignment surgery for people in, in in Iran as soon as he got to Iran I think it was in the he gave a fatwa while he was in Paris when he was in exile and he gave he reissued that in the 70s when he got to um you know, Iran no, this was. I think that no, this was when he, after he, after revolution in the eighties, early eighties, he gave the fatwa again. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing was because he felt it was an issue of life and death, and there was a real issue of suicide on the on the part of those people. And so he said it's permissible in that context. So mm -hmm. I mean, Islam is not kind of it, it's kind of admitting there's no change to the creation of God, but there's the pragmatism as well, which is a life and death situation as well. You know, a, a real clinical issue, which Islam doesn't shy away from, as you know, in Islamic law, uh, which is the, the benefit of Islamic Islam is that it has this uh, theology, theology which is set, and the law is very much very pragmatic. Islamic law, if you study in real, real depth, you'll understand it's an extremely pragmatic religion uh, and law, which is for the service of mankind, not to in enslave and not to, you know, burden the human being, but actually to facilitate their journey to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to facilitate, it's easier hmm. as much as it can. Like this is why scholars say that the Prophet when he came, he came with two main um, purposes in terms of law. One was one was daisir, um, which was to ease things. Um, and the other thing was tadarraj, which is to do things slowly in, in stages. So that both of those hmm. things are actually making things easier for people than yes, previous religions. Tadarraj is like this step-by-step -step approach you know, changing, like it's like the problem used to change people step by step he taught people step by step you know as as, as muslims we should be making changes step by step you know incremental 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 small simple as a person you don't you know all of a sudden in ramadan just you know just turn to the point that you, your husband or wife doesn't recognize you um you know because that's an oppression as well you know imagine a person didn't pray or fast all of a sudden ramadan has this urge and then all of a sudden they they have a, a red you know these kind of things they were in, in Saudi the red um <laughs> otra, otra. and then the black thing on the top and then you know come and then they have a sunglasses on and they, they turn into some kind of um <laughs> you know gulf sheikh or something you know the whole point is you don't want your children to be scared of you so there's yeah. the idea of the darraj because you're you, every everybody has a right over you and so this thing of not changing the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is related to the age of fitra. And mm. so there's so many different things you can talk about. Fitra, fitra is the thing the Prophet chose, you know, when he went in the, the, the night journey, went from um, Mecca to Jerusalem. He was given a choice between a number of things. Some narrations say um, water, milk, and wine, and some narrations say just milk and wine. And he chose, as you know, the Prophet chose milk. 
Because mm. milk is closer to fitrah, it's unchanged. Milk is pure, it comes out, it's not adulterated, it's not, it doesn't go through some kind of process chemically. Mm. Wine goes through some kind of change, it goes through some kind of um, corruption, you would say. Fermentation is a type of corruption. Mm. So, you know, the side of tabdil, this change, you know, one of the things I thought of is that the wine goes through a change, which is a type of corruption of its essential nature, which is grapes, which are perfectly okay mm. and nourishing. And in fact, in the Quran, the Quran talks about the, the kind of clusters being close to people's hands so they can, you know, grab the fruits because they're beneficial. Mm. And, you know, who doesn't want a grape, you know, some grapes in, in, in the heat of summer? Um, but the Prophet doesn't cho cho choose that wine, which also, you know, another a deeper level affects the mind, as we know, mm. and stops you getting to your true purpose, which is, you know, this is why Allah says, uh, in the Quran, mm. do not approach prayer when you're drunk. You know, one of the first revelations about wine was that, that, you know, if you're going to drink, don't drink to the point that when you come to prayer, you, you're, you're drunk. Because you don't know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. The whole point is you want to you want to, to be a human being, you want to be clear-minded mm -hmm. because you have a bigger purpose than just being happy in this kind of melancholy of lost intoxication. You have a bigger purpose. You have a purpose mm -hmm. of you know knowing Allah subhanahu, knowing his names, looking at the signs. How can you look at a sign if you're drunk? <laughs> you know, I don't I don't want to speak to a drunk person and say, Okay, you know, what can you see? They're gonna probably be happy or sad. Um, mm -hmm. but the point is you can't then strive for this desire to you know to live according the life according to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to live, which is to be a, a godly life, mm -hmm. a life within which you mirror some of the qualities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It corrupts a very deep level your ability to do that. But the Prophet was given what? He was given the choices and he chose milk, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's a fitra. The fitra is a natural state. And this is where you know society nowadays is quite um confused. Because on the one hand they're saying you know, nature and environment and live as nature intended, etc., etc., etc. And on the other hand, guess what? Scissors, chopping things off, changing birth certificates, and the whole thing is a complete state of madness because, okay, accept one or the other. Either you can you can mutilate and, and chop and change the environment, everything around you, and accept it's good, and nobody does that. It's actually politically incorrect to say that. You have mm. to be pro-environment, pro- um, conservation, pro, um, you know, climate um, protection, etc., etc. But then, you know, when it comes to human beings, oh, mashallah, you've decided that you can just chop and change. And, you know, tabdil is part is is at the very core of how people are living now. I find it, I find it very strange, uh, paradoxical, and you know, self-contradictory. And I don't think people are allowed to click on the fact this is such a contradiction. And in, in Islam, we also obviously call that. Munafaqa. Nifaq. Mm, yeah. when, when you say contradiction, contradiction of innate nature uh, that people are closing their eyes to? Yeah, the contradiction of saying one thing in one, one arena and, and another in another. Mm. Are human beings not part of the environment? Are they not part of the ecosystem? Are they not part of the natural way of how the world works? Mm, mm, so why mm. all of a sudden do you bring this idea of feeling that I feel or I desire these things that were always in human civilization considered to be so she this stems from this stems from where? so th this stems from where it stems from not allowing wahi as part of your information system no yeah, kind of what well, i would say from for the west it's just the rise of individualism 
on the basis of the fact that there's but, no religion. Because no, religion, remember, religion is... The rise of individualism comes from what concept? Yeah, because the, the concept of the fact there's no, there's no religion. There's no um, binding force which is a, a set, collective, agreed-upon way of ordering morality and and mm. ethics. So religion essentially means to order something together, a society. In, in the West, there was this oppression that existed from the religious quarters. That, yeah, so that, know, the, that, the, that's the what I'm saying. So, so the thing is, that's a different conversation. The fact mm. is, the West did what it had to do. And this is why I always talk to speak to, when I speak to Muslims, about the fact they all say West is hypocritical in, in more, in other ways, like freedom of speech and things. You have to remember the West through, went through trauma through the at the hands of the, the, the Catholic Church and mm. the Reformation, the Counter-Reformation, and the and the the degree of control that the church had. And we would say a corruption of fitrah from the Muslim perspective, you know, mm. not allowing priests to marry and, you know, the sexual issues in the Catholic Church mm. are well documented, almost almost completely agreed upon to be based upon their theology and and this kind of whole intransigent mm. idea of not allowing priests to marry. And the, even the sin of, of the act of intercourse as well. You know, you know, in the, in in in, um, in the Catholic Church, there was confession documents. If a person had, you know, laid with his wife, for example, mm, you'd have mm. to confess. Mm, you'd mm. have to confess because it's seen as a sin. Mm. And so, what kind of that? Imagine you're living in a culture where the most natural thing and what God calls is a sign of, uh, you know, one of the signs of Allah. We cover this, you know, yeah. the that side of tranquility is also from fulfilling bodily functions as well. That is natural in an Islamic faith to the point that you know Christians will say, well, the the, the the Quranic idea of paradise is too luscious, is too almost they would say erotic in some way. Mm. And you know, unfortunately, that is a corruption of their mindset because they have been through so such difficulties. And so all of a sudden, you know, freeing yourself from religion and making everybody a citizen equal and independent means that independence means that you can decide, you yourself decide what is true, what is not. Which, in from one perspective, is absolutely correct because you're, you're under oppression from a church which, which, which dictated mm. exactly how you think. Mm, mm. Where Islam doesn't do that. Islam gives you a broad um, you know, kind of parameter within which you can operate your life. Mm. And so that individual individualism naturally, at a certain point, Gets to gets to a specific juncture where it says, "I feel, and therefore I am." You know that I think that's mm, where the, mm, the juncture mm. is. Not that I think, therefore I am, like Descartes said, but this is I feel, therefore I am. Meaning I am, meaning I am able to do what I want to do, mm, based mm. on feeling. And and so Should when, be. as I said before, that is that, that. If I said that I can do what I feel, no, you can't. Mm. Like, think of it in terms of law. Can you do what you feel? No, you can't. So mm. why should you be able to do it in a, in a context where it's not only affecting you, it's affecting other people because now you have the lobby groups now imposing this upon other people. So, okay, I feel, but I would like you to acknowledge my feeling. But mm. th th does that mean I, I just jettison a, a civilization? <laughs> no, no, thank you. We, we just—that's why this this statement by the Qatari security minister was so fascinating. He says, you know, you keep your conversations about LGBTQ lobby and and those issues in a civilization that has that mindset. Don't bring it to a civilization that is complete outside that mindset. <clears throat> or do you want to create an, a, a new imperial um, balance in the world? If if you want to do that, then at least you've admitted it. 
پس ہے نبی اور نبی کے پیرو یکسو ہو کر اپنا رخ اس دین کی سمت جما دو قائم ہو جاؤ اس فطرت پر جس پر اللہ نے انسانوں کو پیدا کیا ہے قائم ہو جاؤ اس فطرت پر جس پہ اللہ نے انسانوں کو پیدا کیا ہے اللہ کی بنائی ہوئی ساخت بدلی نہیں جا سکتی یا اللہ کی بنائی ہوئی اس کے اندر جو مطلب ہے کہ اللہ کی بنائی ہوئی ساخت کو چونکہ وہ بدلی ہی نہیں جا سکتی تو بدلا جانا نہیں چاہیے یہی بالکل راست اور درستین ہے مگر اکثر لوگ جانتے نہیں آپ نے شیخ رضوان سے اس موضوع پہ انتہائی پرمغز گفتگو سنی اور ان آیات کی روشنی میں آج کا جو ٹرینڈ چل رہا ہے کہ جس جس کے بارے میں بات کرنا بھی شاید قابل اتنا جرم ٹھہرا بہت سی سوسائٹیز میں اور وہ یہ کہ انسان نے جب یہ سوچ لیا کہ جیسا وہ محسوس کرتا ہے اسے اسی طرح سے رہنے کا حق حاصل ہے اور اس میں کسی قسم کی وہی کی انٹروینشن وہی کی وجہ سے انسان کی زندگی کی ترتیب کو گوارا نہیں کیا تو انسان یہاں تک بھٹک گیا کہ اب اس وقت ہمارے پاس جو چیلنج ہے وہ یہ ہے کہ انسان اپنے آپ کو مرد یا عورت کہنے کی چوائس ایک پانچ سالہ بچے کو بھی دی جا رہی ہے اور جس پہ ہم نے پچھلے تقریباً آدھے گھنٹے میں گفتگو کی کہ وہ ان آیات کی روشنی میں اللہ نے اور اللہ کے نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم نے ہمیں کس طرح سے دین فطرت پہ جمع دیا اور اصول دے دیے کہ یہ اصول ہیں جس پہ انسانی زندگی قائم ہوتی ہے کہ پاس ہے نبی یکسو ہو کر اپنا رخ اس دین کی سمت میں جمع دو قائم ہو جاؤ اس فطرت پر جس پر اللہ نے انسانوں کو پیدا کیا ہے اور میں نے شیخ سے جو سوال کیا وہ یہ کہ پس نبی یکسو ہو کر دین کی سمت میں جمع دو تو یکسوئی حاصل کرنے کے لیے کیا ذرائع ہیں اور یکسوئی حاصل کرنے کی کوشش میں جو آپ لگے ہوئے ہوں تو اس کی کیا نشانیاں ہیں کہ انسان اللہ کے سامنے یکسوئی اختیار کرنے کے لیے کیا کیسے اعمال کرے کن سوچوں کو اپنے ذہنوں میں جگہ دے کن اعمال کو اپنی زندگیوں میں جگہ دے کہ وہ اس کا مستحق ٹھہرے کہ وہ اللہ کے سامنے اب یکسوئی کے ساتھ ایک حنیف کے طور پہ کھڑا ہے تو یہ اگلی آیت ہے اکتیس nature based state of the human being which cannot be changed then Allah says this is the the upright path religion to deen is like this kind of um, debt that you have that you have to pay back based upon the fact that you owe something and so here the fact that you're created indicates also the fact that you can also be recreated and that came up in the previous verses as well and then Allah says but rather most human beings you know a nurse is the person who has um, discernment and intellect does not understand don't know so hmm. you know so this this kind of this idea of the change and the fact that people think you can change and then the fact that there is a religion which is pure and established again that is established in this verse and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says so this is this is kind of attached to I think in terms of grammar is kind of attached more to establish your face or your 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 
your um, your purpose to the most pure of religious traditions. Munibina mm. This is this is how you do it, and so you know when you say you know focus yourself to something, it's not telling you what to do. It's just saying okay, this is what your priority should be. And, you mm. know, it's like you have a meeting, a work meeting, and, and you kind of say okay, people need to focus on this. Okay, so okay, everyone knows. Imagine you finished the meeting there and you didn't know what um, that meant. We need to we need to make sure we finish the project and everyone mm. closes the meeting and then everyone goes away. And the next week they have another meeting and they say, okay, we, we agree that we need to finish. But what did you do? And so the Quran essentially starts to fill out exactly what um, is required. And how is the, how's the Urdu translation? Munibina. I'm actually interested in the Munibina. 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 That's beginning of 30, 31. Uh, yeah, is like to turn back, but the turning back is ruju is is, is is something different. Which munibin is like this, you you, you almost you, you come back with a need. It's like you have. But this this is an aspect of. Yeah, but you know, just turning back, but without explaining, Munib is like you need something, you need some kind of resource, you need some some kind of aid or help or input. So you cannot live without. It's like going back to a water source. You need it in a desert. You need to go back to be able to fulfill and nourish yourself to. You know, it's like a an electric car having to go back and recharge. Mm-hmm. So you have to be in a situation. Now, this means if you want to be in the state of pure submission to God, in terms of your intention, what that means is you have to be you attached magnetically towards what pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. And also have fearful awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then in terms of actions, you know, establish the, the process of prayer. Established meaning publicly as a religion, which means that it's, it's it's done in public, it's done in a way that's established. There's a whole structure in place. There's mm. a place where you pray. That's what aqim al salah means. It means to do it in a way that society knows that you're a religious society. Mm. And do not do the opposite, which is to be from the people that associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because you know, the moment that you start associating, you're go, you've gone away from the fitrah. The fitrah is there's one creature. And there's only one, remember, there's only one you can turn back to in, in Inaba, Munibina. You can't do Munibina to numerous um, you know, you know, um, you know, kind of lords. You mm. know, if you're turning back ultimately to somebody or something or some power, you go mm. for the, the most powerful, you go for the most useful, you go for the most the one with the most utility for you. And in this context, shirk is to essentially do something illogical, which is to go to the wrong place. Imagine you have an electric car, you want to you want to charge it, you go to a petrol station. Mm-hmm. You've gone to the wrong place. Like, what do you expect? Mm-hmm. You, you, your car's going to get stuck. Inava is to, to go back to a place which nourishes you and you know the nourishment will come. And and so that is, an, that's the kind of opposite. So this, uh, for me, it's an interesting thing because it talks about shirk here and it talks about, you know, breaking the fitra. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would say that we're in a state nowadays of, of, of even people that don't believe in 
idols, we're in a state of shirk because people on the basis of their own feeling have created themselves as demagogues, deciding what is right and what's wrong. Essentially, you know, the Prophet did, you know, talk about the and the Quran talks about this light motif of you know the Christians and Jews taking their their priests and rabbis as gods besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's like mm. a shirk. And the Prophet was asked about it and, and he said, do they not, when something is haram, do they not say it's halal? And when something's halal, do they not say it's haram? <coughs> the same thing. If people say it's okay to do this, it's okay to do that, when it's biologically not okay to do it. It's physiologically mm. impossible to do it. And so the shirk is almost like spread within society. The moment that you break fitra, you're, you're deciding yourself to set the, the ground rules for something. And that is the, the height of, of, of um, you know, turning your back on, on your creator sustainer. And so this Hanifa, this idea of fitra, is a, a core thing that the Quran Im, Im, implements as one of its teachings. And as you know, the Prophet ﷺ said, that every child born from the, 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 the woman of its mother is born in the state of fitra, of natural disposition. So, Munibin is not repentance. Munibin is to turn back. Obviously, you turn back for a reason. Munibin mm. is like to be remorseful, is to be, uh, but you go back for a purpose, is to re be replenished by being forgiven. Because inaba is like to go with the with the needs. That's why I use the example of a, a mm. electric car. You go with a need, which is to recharge. And mm. so, why do you go back to God? Is like to ask for something or to admit something and the admission is the frailty so on, and... on, on, the, on the simpler level all of this is only achieved through your mind power isn't it mm -hmm. and some form of worship that you have this musalla or you don't mm -hmm. have a musalla you, know, you have a specified place you have wudu you you pray and you uh, kind of say a few ayahs that you've learned or you mm -hmm. read the ayahs and that act will have transformation that's going back or is it your life changing actions that will be characterized as going back no money being is like a, a, a mind shift isn't it it's just a simple you know when you make dua what's you're sitting you're not going to go somewhere else to make dua like imagine mm -hmm. you're about to you're about to break your fast mm -hmm. you don't like run to the mosque to the mihrab and sit in the mihrab and make a dua because that's the only place you can do it mm -hmm. it's about mind shift that you might be the second before you make dua, you might be laughing, being, mm. making a trivial joke or whatever. Mm. The dua is a, a change of a change of perspective, and Moment, that's the, momentarily though. Mom, but no, the point is: Are you not totally con committed to that ask? Are you not mm. totally committed? I mean, that's different from different people. You know, people that make dua, you know, as God deserves to be supplicated. So what does it look like? They would what shake. Does it I mean, actually they would... look like of act of being a munib. What should it look like for a Muslim? I mean, look, the different people, as I say, horses for courses. Mm. You know, a person of deep inaba would you would actually you would shake in their presence. You know, because they will the du'a they would do would be so conversation with God that it's as if they're speaking to somebody in a in a real conversation. Mm. Uh, rather so, the than, you know, so the transformation comes through a conversation with God Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely 
it has to be because the prayer is a conversation. The Fatiha, mm. as you know, in the Sahih Bukhari hadith, mm. you know, the the Allah has broken the Fatiha between the servant and and, and himself. So in a way, some some kind of self talk. No, no, you know, self talk. You don't talk to yourself. You talk to Allah Subhanahu. The conversation is to an external. So, the the degree to which your connection is there, and the tawakkul and the and the reliance is there, and the and the belief is there, this the stronger the, the 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 you know the conversation. And we believe that the ayat of Quran recited in with some consistency and with some faith that these ayahs will have this effect is part of this whole process. Absolutely, yeah, I think absolutely because. You know, there's the basic level recite the recitation of a letter. You know, with a certain number of words. You add that to the hereafter, and the Prophet said, um, You know, read and recite and and perfect your recitation. That your your place in paradise will be commensurate, equal to the last verse you read. So there's going to be some effect in this life, the hereafter. Because mm. the, the least of it is the words of God preserved. In so it has it has some subliminal effect. I mean, the Quran has resonation and shifa. Lima That's like a basic description of the Quran as being a shifa. I just the re, I mean, just like the studies done on the resonation of the tone of the Quranic text and its effect on the cell, <laughs> molecular structure of the cell itself. So there is all these kind of um, benefits of pressing yourself with intention to do something. So whether it's sitting and doing a, a, a recitation or a word, a daily word, a portion of the Quran, all these are small, you know, as I say, small actions, big impact. Because small actions, big impact. Small, yeah, because if you do the small action... Yeah. So the question is, there is a command. O mm -hmm. Prophet and his followers, turn your face single-mindedly to the true faith. Mm -hmm. And how you do it is this... That's like the summary. That's like, if you want to know, okay, how do I manage that? How do I, what's the practical result of turning wholeheartedly towards Allah? Then it's this state of heart, state of mind, if you want, if you want, mm. of subversion, subservient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, subservience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, adoration of Allah, and this sense of need towards Him, which is this. I did that if you make a sin or you make a mistake, you turn back with the desire to be, um, you know, that to be acknowledged and for you to be able to resist or to turn so, away so, from so, that. So, such, a, such a simple thing. So you make time, you read Quran and you read du'as taught to us by Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and with a conviction that will have mm. some kind of effect on your life. I you think you've overcomplicated. Yeah, overcomplicated is like like you don't have to do all those things. You could have okay. none of those things. You could have no recitation of Quran. You could not know how to recite Quran. Okay. Because the whole point is there's your creator sustainer creating a fitra. You acknowledge your fitra and you just turn to him in conversation in whatever language you want. You know, like the Prophet, a person came to the Prophet and he asked him during the Hajj season, asked him of the du'a that the people were reciting and you know in tune. You know, kind of detailed uh, du'a and and asks, and the Prophet he was asked by the Prophet teaches this, and he and, and the Prophet said, "What do you recite?" And he said, "I just recite, oh Allah, forgive me.'" 
Mm. And the Prophet said, he said, حَوْلُهُ نَتَدَنْدَنْ He says, this is basically what we're saying. So mm. you stick to your, oh Allah, forgive me. Mm. You know, the basic, mm. like, entry-level dua, which is, sorry. رَبَّ سُونَيَا مَعْفْ No, I mean, you, you'd be laughing at that one, but that is true. That is true, isn't it? Like that Just kind of say basic, that. Hi God, you know, that, I'm back. What's the one again? Say again. Hi then, God, I'm back. No, no, what no. did you say in, 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 in Punjabi? Yeah, in Punjabi. Rabba Sonia, maaf karde. See, that's like, that's like, that's intimate. Like, that's like, <laughs> that's like friends, isn't it? But yeah. to be honest, there's a level where if you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is, you know, you know, the Quran does in Surah Al-Baqarah, if my servant asks about me, then say, I'm, I'm, I'm close. Uh, I respond to the person who asks as soon as they ask. So this kind of simple, you know, without frivolity, without all this kind of window dressing and complication, essentially mm. is, Allah, I'm sorry. That's essentially what you're saying in in, in Arabic. Yeah. Yeah, Allah. yeah. I've fallen short. You know, I was supposed to pay the rent. I haven't done it. I was supposed to take the groceries. I've not done it. I'm sorry. Like the simplest thing. You don't have to give a big degree on why you didn't do it but, but, but with the faith that this has an, a huge impact on your heart and mm -hmm. this heart that counts i think that's the, that's the problem with islam is that it makes very simple a very simple claim here it doesn't need you to go to the priest to um confess details direct line insurance direct line میں اور میرا خدا بس اگزسٹ ہی یہ کرتا ہے باقی سب پردہ جو ہے نا وہ ایک پلے چل رہا ہے میں ہوں اور میرا خدا ہے تو آج کی آیات سامعین اور ناظرین اللہ اکبر سورہ روم تیسویں صورت ہے قرآن حکیم کی افطار کا وقت بہت قریب ہے اور جانے سے پہلے بہت ہی مختصر الفاظ میں میں شیخ سے کہوں گا کہ آج کی جو بہت ہی پر مغز جن لوگوں نے اس گفتگو کو شروع میں نہیں سنا اینڈ یو انڈرسٹینڈ انگلش آئی وڈ جسٹ سے کہ ڈو لسن ٹو اٹ اگین اٹ ول بی اویلیبل آن آر یو ٹیوب اینڈ آلسو آن فیس بک اینڈ پروبلی آن آر ویب سائٹ از ویل آن آر یو ٹیوب چینل ڈیفینیٹلی از ان شاء اللہ ول میک اے پوائنٹ آف ایکچولی دس کانورسیشن ٹو بی ریپروڈیوسڈ اینڈ ریپیکیجڈ دا فرسٹ آیا دیٹ وی ڈیڈ ٹو ڈے تھرٹیتھ آیا تیسویں صورت تیسویں آیت ہے قرآن کی اے نبی پس اے نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم یکسو ہو کر اپنا رخ اس دین کی سمت میں جما دو یکسو ہو کر فعقیم وجہکا لدینی حنیفہ فطرت اللہ اللہتی فطر الناس علیہ قائم ہو جاؤ اس فطرت پر جس پر اللہ نے انسانوں کو پیدا کیا ہے پہلے اپنا رخ جو ہے وہ اللہ کی طرف مڑے اور پھر قائم ہو جائیں اس فطرت پر اس فطرت پر جسے جس پر اللہ نے ہمیں پیدا کیا ہے اللہ کی بنائی ہوئی ساخت بدلی نہیں جا سکتی یعنی ہم کوشش بھی کریں تو نہیں بدل سکتے اور اگر کوشش کریں گے تو گویا ہم خدا کے احکامات کی حکم دلی کر رہے ہیں یہی بالکل درست اور یہی بالکل راست اور درست دین ہے مگر اکثر لوگ جانتے نہیں It's a short summary, Sheikh, inshallah, before we... That's difficult because I can't remember what I said. Allah. Um, so I, 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 so I think we went through a, a very, very long discussion about yeah. the, the yeah. words. So what comes to mind is establish yourself, meaning be upright 
with all your your soul and your body and your intent to be true to your primordial state, the natural state of the human being. And in a, in a day and age where that is under fire, that's something that's questioned, it's important that Islam is probably the last civilization which insists upon there being a, a primordial, basic, pure state. And Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying is that that's what God has created you upon and that there's no corruption, there's no change and there should not be change and therefore do not change the creative pattern that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has established and Allah says this is the upright religion, the upright way of ordering society because deen means, means society, it means debt, it means religion in different ways and it just ends off, ends with this idea that most people don't know because what I was talking about is society nowadays is clearly in the state of lack of knowledge, mm. actually anti-knowledge in a situation where they're fighting statistics, they're fighting biology, they're fighting revealed religion, they're fighting logic. Everything is being pushed aside for the simple idea of feeling and personal individual choice without any regard for the, the, the ramifications of that. And so this verse is, you know, one of these verses that are, you know, placed within the Quranic text. Imam Ghazali talks about it as one of the perils of the Quran. But when you look at it, look at its relevance, it, it parallels what we we're talking about when we we're talking about the signs, the verses, the six mm. verses, which are a blueprint for how society should be operating. This verse again is a perfect blueprint for the the, the most dangerous idea in the modern age, which is the fact that you can change the creation. And so. Surah Rome actually is coming to me as being a very important civilizational chapter, you know, for this age. It seems to be an amazing chapter. Amazing chapter. Uh, that's all we have. Uh, reflections with Sheikh Rizwan Muhammad today. Inshallah, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, Inshallah, will be half past seven till iftar time. Um, make dua for us when you're making dua for yourselves. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.